You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Geek Card Check-In for this week. My name is Chris. And I'm Kate with Alternatives to Disrupt Your Doom Scrolling Habit. Doom scrolling. That sounds intense. Kate, what is doom scrolling? I feel like people probably know what that is, but I wasn't sure. So I'd love for you to find doom scrolling. Doom scrolling is one of the words of 2020 where you mm. find yourself logged onto a news site or social media and you're just you can't stop scrolling, taking in all of the bad, hard, awful, scary stuff going on in the world. And by the time you manage to break yourself free, you're just not OK anymore doom you feel the the redness is started to creep in from you know around your peripheral vision yeah i i i i have personally experienced that there's a documentary on netflix i don't know if you've heard of it i'm sure Mm. you have the social dilemma have you heard of this i've heard of it i have not watched it uh after watching it i immediately deleted all of my uh social media off of my phones not because i don't i don't want to be on social media i Mm -hmm. still am but off of my mobile devices because I wanted to make it more difficult for myself. Yeah, put some friction in there. Exactly, exactly. So that's what I've done is I put some friction so that I don't get into a bad doom scrolling habit. So Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, I'm excited to be able to chat with you about some things that can get us off of those feeds and onto something maybe more healthy, perhaps, Mm -hmm. or at least more entertaining. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see today. So tonight we're going to walk through some news, some geek news, some things that we have come across over the last couple of weeks, months, uh, that we think you would be interested in knowing about and can maybe even join us in experiencing. So Kate, why don't you kick things off for us? What are you doing to stop the doom scrolling habit? Well, the first thing I want to tell you about is subterranean press. And what I'm going to say next might feel like swearing to some of you, but I promise you I'm just helping. Um, If you're looking for Christmas presents for your friends and family that like science fiction, fantasy, horror, weird, etc., and they're into collecting like deluxe editions and special editions of books and... um, um, maybe even exclusive editions of you know authors as big as Joe Lansdale, Stephen King, John Scalzi. Subterranean Press is definitely a place you want to check out. They do all the fancy binding for their books. They do special print runs of gorgeous deluxe editions. Um, so, and to be honest, you don't have to buy it for your friends and family. You can just go there and fall down that rabbit hole of ooh, that looks good. But nice. this is like a place that's friendly to science fiction and fantasy. It's authors you already know and love. It feeds that whole love of beautiful editions of books and it gets you a head start on that Christmas stress so you're not doing it on, you know, December 24th. So that's just a heads up <laughs> that that's out awesome. there. Yeah, I had no idea and I perhaps will peruse this website for a gift for my wife because... I never know what to get her. She loves books. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, even if you're not reading the books, nice editions of books look great on shelves yes. uh, or on coffee tables. So Absolutely. that's awesome. And they do have ebooks if that's what you prefer. But, I mean, beautiful books. Come on. Come on. That's right. They look yeah. great. 
and uh, maybe they even read well too. So that's awesome. And in case you're worried, no, I received no anything from them. I just know about them because I work for a public library doing book buying and I always am looking to see, ooh, what special edition do they have that nobody else has of this new thing coming out? And I grab them and it's like, wait a minute, a lot of people don't know about them and they're yeah. they award-winning magazine. I think it's quarterly that it comes out with short fiction. So anyway, I will stop being an advertisement for Subterranean Press <laughs> and yeah. um give you something specific that is not from subterranean press but um if you have a star trek fan in your house and mm. they happen to love voyager star trek voyager uh there is a brand new book out it came out on the 6th of this month uh october uh it's called the autobiography of Catherine janeway and it was written by Una McCormick, who writes uh, Extended Universe uh, novels for both Star Trek and Doctor Who. She's a British uh, author. Um, she, next year, is bringing out the autobiography of Spock. Um, wow. Previous books in this series by different a different author, uh, by uh, David Goodman, they did Kirk and they did Picard before. So this is the latest in that run. But... Uh, Janeway is finally getting the love she deserves. So autobiography of her childhood, her going to Starfleet, how she got to be captain. It covers all of that. Amazing. I had absolutely no idea that this was a thing. Have they, so, so they're doing with other characters. Mm -hmm. um, and is, is it the same author who's done all the others or are doing, doing, or is it just so the, the first two is one author. And then the next two is nice. this Una McCormick. Um, she is Got it. Uh, also just a sci-fi author in her own right. I've actually mentioned her. I think it was last year on the pod uh, when I read one of her short fiction works. Um, awesome. I will also. So I first found out about this series because my best friend bought me the autobiography of Jean-Luc Picard for like Christmas or my birthday the year uh, it came out. And I, because I'm a librarian and I'm a nerd like that, <sighs> I separate my shelves around my home and I have a biography section and I shelve that one in the biographies, not in the fiction section. <laughs> Awesome. I love it. That is awesome. Yeah. It's just a little Easter egg for people to find, right? Absolutely. Who knows? Who knows? Well, awesome. That is exciting. I will definitely have to check it out uh, for myself because I am a... Have you heard that Janeway is actually... Um, uh, Kate Mulgrew is going to voice Janeway for the kids show, the Star Trek kids show? I had not Have heard you heard about that. this? Cool. So she is coming back, actually. Um, oh, that makes me I, happy. They just announced this, I think, maybe yesterday or the day before. So... Mm. Uh, Kate Mulgrew will be back as Janeway, at least her voice anyway. Nice. So that's pretty cool. Well, speaking of Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery is coming back this week, Thursday, October 15th. Kate, are you excited about season three of Discovery? How, where are you on, on that I was train? shocked that it was this week because my brain is still in September. And so I, I was like, yes. wait a minute, what? <laughs> what just happened where are here? We? I, did, I thought I wasn't supposed to start missing that until like December. So. Yeah, 2020. 2020 is this uh, giant uh, wormhole, Content. black hole thing. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I need to figure out where to fit that in my lineup of what I'm currently watching, but I'll figure it out. Yes, yes. Well, I I am pumped. I can't wait. It is. It's it's nice that it is coming back, even during what most productions had to shut down. Mm -hmm. Discovery finished shooting before uh, kind of the, the pandemic. Yeah, uh, really 
slowed things down so they've been doing post-production stuff obviously and it is coming back and we'll, we'll see what happened to discovery it jumped forward almost a thousand years into the future the federation is destroyed and who knows yeah what kind we're of back into a new frontier and i can't wait i'm so excited that we're not beholden to what has to happen in the past that we already know you know what i mean yeah. like tyler knows all these timeline stuff and i just tyler I, whatever it, exactly and i just don't care about that i just want good stories and i want something so now they don't have to be beholden to the timeline they can mm -hmm. just uh create something new find new things and it opens it up be, the question do they do they still follow the prime directive and other things like that if there is no starfleet right. there yeah so lots of questions well, I have a feeling you know, things quickly go out the door when you are... Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they will try their best to hold on to Starfleet values, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's... or Yeah, I think that will be their, uh, their kind of rallying cry. Mm -hmm. But, the, you know, they're also going to... It's going to be much more like Voyager in that way, that even though yeah. they are in a familiar space, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're familiar with this, it is a completely new landscape, right? Yeah. The The... the, 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 the the comforts of home, the comforts of familiarity are just completely gone out the window. And so now it's just a matter of, okay, mm -hmm. now how, how do we survive, A? Eh? And, you know, is this a place that we can actually call home? And the or, lingering question, will they go back in time? Right. That's the question. Exactly. Are they going to yeah. find a home here? Or is, is this their permanent place? Or by the end of the season, is it going to be like Voyager where they're trying to get back to their proper timeline? Yep. Who knows? I've got a feeling not so much because Discovery... The ship does not fit so well in canon of Star Trek. Like yep. if they had that ship and that technology. It creates lots of problems. Exactly. Exactly. So there we are. Hmm. All right, Kate, what else you got next? Oh, no, actually, I have another thing coming up. Yeah. I forgot. Mandalorian season two. Were I you a fan of Mandalorian? I so excited about this. So yes. I liked season one, but I kept on wanting more out of it. And I yep. think season one, they were figuring out what was sustainable, what they could do with the world and the art and all of that. And I'm like, I've heard that they're going to have longer episodes of the new season. Like they're actually going to oh, start really? flexing on what they have. I've discovered works for the show. And I'm like, oh, let this be good. And not just because I like Baby Yoda. <laughs> well, everybody likes Baby Yoda. I, mean, I kid you not. You know, we live in Florida, very close to Disney World. Uh, and there are, you know, we have so many Baby Yoda I have two daughters. They mm -hmm. love Baby Yoda. I have so many, for everything from mugs to <laughs> the actual like bobbleheads to, I don't know, random stuff with Baby Yoda on it. It's just, they did definitely hit a slam dunk uh, with, there it is. Yes. So they, 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 it, it, I have purposefully, both for Discovery coming back this week and Mandalorian, purposefully not watched trailers as I've, as I've tried to keep away from that stuff as much as possible so i have yeah. no idea what's happening in season two of mandalorian or season three of discovery mm -hmm. purposefully i've tried to stay away from all that so so i shouldn't tell you a part the part where chewbacca shows up and rips the head off of a mandalorian pal sounds amazing i'm down <laughs> for if that happens i can't tell if you're serious or not don't tell me no i i mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm ready for yeah. this. I'm, ready for this I'm very, very much ready for the Mandalorian. I'm ready for the Star Wars universe to return. 
Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's been a while. We're mm-hmm. not getting any, sh- any any film. The last thing was Mandalorian, right? There hasn't been anything in between. It's yeah, the and film industry is nuts right now. Yeah, and they've got forecast for the future, but this is what's here right now. Yes. And and for the and for the foreseeable future too. I don't I don't know what they haven't announced any Star Trek. I mean Star Star Wars films, right? We don't know what's coming. I mean, out everything next. got pushed back, so who knows what's really going to happen at this point? I know there's supposed to be an Obi One um, with you and McGregor. Yeah. And it's supposed I to be a one season um, mini series that he's all he's committed to, and it was supposed to start filming nice. next spring. No idea if that's still true. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um. So I also wanted to uh, let you guys know. So there's a lot of panels coming out of uh the new york city comic-con and yeah you can certainly go down those rabbit holes if you want but i wanted to pick out a couple things uh the first of which is um there was a panel on the best american science fiction fantasy series it's an anthology series that comes out every year and the 2020 um edition of it is releasing november 3rd uh, each uh, so John Joseph Adams, if you if you know your science fiction uh, short fiction, he's a giant in the field, and he's an editor who runs this line. And each year they have a guest editor who selects the final picks that go in this anthology. Um, this year it's Diana Gabaldon, uh, N.K. Jemisin has done it before. Um, there's a there's several who have who have come before this point, um, but. Um, if you're actually interested in that aspect of short fiction, the there is an entire panel where they have a discussion about not just this work, but about the state of, of short fiction in general, where it's going. It's sort of publisher nerdy kind of stuff, but I know there's a lot of uh, readers out there among you. I also wanted to pull out one title from the collection. It's not out yet, so um, I'm pulling out the one that I recognized because I've read it elsewhere and liked. Because if you don't know, uh, best of anthologies like this, they pull their stories from what published the year before. So this is the, uh, it's the 2020 edition, but it's 2019 stories that were published. Um, gotcha. And so um, the one I wanted to point out was a story by Charlie Jane Anders. It's called The Bookstore at the End of America. And it's this bookstore where there's two different doors that you go in and because the United States is split into two where it's California is a country all its own and America is the, like the rest of America as we know it is the rest of the country. And it's how people mm-hmm. interact in this space in these two different countries. Um, and it's also um, a mother daughter story as well. Uh, the mother who owns the bookstore and there's tension with her daughter. Uh, over which country they belong to and it's just a really good story don't let the end of America fool you as it's a huge dystopic because it's not really the point of the story but um, it's also in the year's best science fiction anthology edited by Jonathan Strayan that uh, came out uh, sometime in the last few weeks um, so it's the story is showing up in multiple best of lists so I uh, just want to recommend that to you um, and then briefly, the next book in this Stormlight Archive series by Brandon Sanderson, uh, book four. It comes out um, next month, uh, November 17th. It's called Rhythm of War. So if you haven't already noticed that's coming, get your pre-orders in now if you're a Sanderson yeah. fan. I'm also pretty much putting this one in here because Tyler would um, 
pop a top if it wasn't uh, talked about because he's also a Sanderson fan. We kind of discovered Sanderson the same year together. Awesome. So, um, my other before yes before you move on to that one, I have book related news too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna flop the, the the this next one. Are you gonna move on? Were you gonna move on to the other? Yes, yeah, sure, but go ahead. Thing? Well, I was gonna say I I have book related. I very mm-hmm. rarely talk about books yes like it's it's a very rare it is noteworthy when chris trots out a book story one of my favorite novels of all time okay favorite novels of all time is getting its sequel coming in what is it november 24th and it's ready player two the sequel to ready player one by ernest klein yes yes are 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 you a ready player i don't know we've probably talked about this before but are you a ready player one fan at all or not because it, it's very it's, it's very decided because a lot of people don't like all the callback and all that kind of stuff. But it's, I'm curious, where do you fit in that camp? Um, so I don't have a problem with callbacks, but I'm not much on nostalgia culture. And Ready right. Player One is that. And so I never managed to finish the book. Oh, man. Well, it was I loved it. So much. I ate it up so quickly. Um, you know, uh, my, one of my the, the, the favorite bits of it, of course, is that I would listen to it mm-hmm. and of course wesley crusher um is uh will is yes. yeah is 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 narrating the whole thing which is will a Wheaton meta is, level of awesome exactly and and he actually is mentioned in the book itself so he actually talks about himself the narrator it's so meta the narrator nice. mentions himself so it is it's very 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 cool for me anyway i'm i'm a huge geek nerd kind of meta did you like you know, the movie fan. I did. I loved the movie. Okay. I think it's fantastic. I love the movie and I love the book. They're completely different. Mm-hmm. People get upset about the fact that they're different. I think it's important that film be able to tell its own version right. of a story mm-hmm. without behold being you know tied down to what was written in the page because written in the page is always going to be a better experience while you're reading it. Mm-hmm. And seeing it is always better if it's designed for a film. And I think Spielberg did a great job developing the film anyway that's just the yeah. way i it's a different medium they, it is and and medium it's, it's important to recognize it. and i think spielberg did a, an excellent job mm-hmm. i think mo- many people that are that are for that i've talked with anyway that were sci-fi fans sci-fi action fans enjoyed the movie well much more if they hadn't read the book mm-hmm. and if people read the book and they walked into it expecting to get the book it's it's, yeah, it's going to disappoint, disappoint you because the expectations are not right for it. But I think I think it did a great job of telling the same story in a different medium. Anyway, well, so re- go ahead. Sorry, what were you saying? So are you are you? That's what you wanted to say for Ready Player Two. I was just going to say they just brought out the synopsis. I'm not. I was going to okay. read it, but I'm not going to read it here. I'm not going to read it here. Okay. But you can go out and read it because I was very curious what Ready Player Two mm-hmm. was going to be about because it felt like it was a pretty self-contained story. I just have to say I'm very excited about where he's taking it, and I cannot wait to read, or I should say listen, to yes. Will Wheaton uh, uh, perform Ready Player Two. Yes. yes. That is November 24th, and I'm excited. Well, speaking of Steven Spielberg. Um, yes. Did you watch Animaniacs? Oh, it was man. It was, yes. It was, it was my best. life. Well, yes. Um, it's returning with the original uh, voice actors. And it's coming out on Hulu Friday, November 20th. What? And I could not be more excited. But, but. Yes, yes. They put, they brought out a teaser uh, for it. And 
what they did was they redid a scene from Jurassic Park complete what? with the music and the actors and then uh, Wacko Yako and Dot showing up and just, you know, it, it I just, I was giggling with what? delight and glee and the awesomeness of it as I watched it. You need to look that up. Um, it's... Oh my gosh, There's wow. a, a video out of the uh, panel um, conversation about it coming out where they actually have the voice actors there talking to the facilitator about it and then it's like 18 minutes and so far in uh, where they show the teaser and I'm just I was over the moon excited Steven Spielberg I, even shows up in the teaser I am beyond excited about this I had no idea this was happening and I almost yeah. want to stop recording right now to watch it because Animaniacs is the best that's great Jurassic Park, that's even better. And those two things together, that's... Hi, my name is Chris. What's up? Exactly. Uh, so that yes. sounds fantastic. So I'm, like, I'm excited. It's like a ray of happiness in this year because Which Animaniacs is yes. so wonderful. So yes. if you missed Animaniacs in the 90s, um, I'm sorry for you. Go look them up. You need that in your life. Yes. Um, but those of you who do know about Animaniacs, they also had a regularly occurring segment on the show with Pinky and the Brain before it got mm -hmm. its own show. Pinky and the Brain are coming back too. Yes. Right? Ugh. Pinky and the Brain. Pinky and the Brain. One is a genius. The other's insane. Yes. yes I cannot wait. I'm ready. This is what the world needs. Yes. So now... <laughs> Our podcast episode's over because this is the only thing that matters. Oh, That's right. wait, never mind. <laughs> That's right. You're going to talk about That's something right. really dark next. It yes. Like. Yeah, I'm shifting definitely the, the tone of, uh, of, of the podcast now. Uh, the Stand, Stephen King's The Stand. Listen, mm -hmm. here's the issue. Stephen, not Stephen, yeah, Stephen King's properties, his, his books mm -hmm. are often made into we were just talking about books to film or books to television and there's right? more than one adaptation of some of them like yeah, people don't know if there's them, two versions of the shining out there yeah well the shining is a great example of what i mean the shining the movie is wonderful mm -hmm. it is one of the but it's not the book in fact stephen king Hates doesn't like yeah. the movie right yeah and but but it's important when you're making something based on something else like we said before that you respect the medium and i think mm -hmm. the stand is a great another stand um the shining is a great example of that where the shining film is wonderful in its own law and the shining book is fantastic and they're very different experiences so are you okay um, with the stand being completely different than the book because the stand is a lot of stephen king's fans yes. favorite book yes yeah and it's a, it's kind of a um almost i want to say a hub but it's very close to being a hub for the what would you call it? Like the connective tissue of all of his novels, the, mm -hmm. the, the universe that he creates, the, the dark tower universe. Yeah. There's callbacks to other places and, you know, so it is a um, yes is the answer. As long as it can be a good, a good adaptation, something it doesn't need to be the book. In fact, I hope it's not mm -hmm. anywhere close to it. I think I hope you, you get the feeling and the mood and the the basic plot but the way that you get from a to b in the in the television series that's coming out on cbs all access needs to be different 
than the book because if you try and do what's in the book it's just it doesn't work i mm -hmm. mean stephen king's writing is so insane uh it's just it's never gonna work um so yeah, yeah december 17th the stand it is a mini series um and Whoopi goldberg is in it um mm. many other uh uh folks that you are familiar with uh as well are going to be involved and so i'm just i'm hoping it's good uh i, I watched the trailer it intrigued me so we'll see well I'll coming see. one day before that is yes. the return of the expanse with i had no five. idea i had no idea this was coming i yes. saw the trailer and i was like what yeah, they actually finished filming before COVID shut everything down. So it was just getting all the post-production sorted out. But it yeah. uh, it covers book five in the series, which is Nemesis Games. Although there were some things that we saw late in, in season four that suggest to me that they're also bringing pieces of season, or sorry, book six forward. Mm -hmm. uh, so Babylon's Ashes. But I have to say, I was really excited about that. And then you've heard me rant in the past about Star Trek with its episode, one episode a week rather than a full drop. Well, the expanse yeah. is shifting to that model, and I'm really not happy about that. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> you know what? Th this, is, this is that thing where, at this point, I feel like they're trying to milk as much entertainment and people coming back to their services as possible so that it is, you know, you don't just go there for a week and finish an entire thing and then stop your your payment or whatever i guess amazon yeah. prime it probably is different but yeah the, it, it is strange why they've chosen to to switch that uh that delivery one theory it, it i have that is not about marketing and the rest of that which may or may not be true it's just me pulling out of thin air is yeah. do they have less content coming out because of covid delays and then they're yeah. trying to stretch out so they have more reasons for people because of that to come back yeah yeah that and you know perhaps i mean i don't know anything about nemesis games or what how how that that it was the first story. book i reread in the series because i enjoyed a certain aspect of it so much so i don't know if there's a mystery which oftentimes there is but sometimes they want podcasts like us mm -hmm. fanboys uh, fangirls like us mm -hmm. to talk about it mm -hmm. and you don't get that if you just drop everything all at once you you get 10 weeks of people speculating uh but of course you know if you've read the book there's probably I it's mean, all spoiled it's for you anyway likely coming though not guaranteed because the showrunners right. can do whatever they want within yeah that's true a certain framework, that's true but Exactly. It, it's kind of like assumes, uh, Game of Thrones. It assumes that, that the cultural zeitgeist only matters, though, when something is like in the moment. And mo most of us are watching asynchronously. Now, I've been done this rant before. I won't take up your <laughs> time over it. It just bugs me because we we it's a different world and they're trying to roll it back and it's not OK. Anyway, um, it's amazing. So we've been talking off and on throughout our episode today about the book and the film or tv show version not having yes. to be the same yes so i saw the news on reddit the other day that there was a casting call that amazon put out about the new lord of the rings show and yes. it was casting call for people who are comfortable with nudity and they announced that they have hired um a, a coordinator whose job is to uh, basically make sure the intimacy scenes are uh, safe and protected for everyone, etc. So, how do you feel about talking and nudity? 
I that is uh, it, it feels very similar to the way I feel about like the Star Trek Discovery season one mm-hmm. uh, stuff where they're just trying to be uh, what they're not. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, say it again. What they're not like. It's the whole yeah. everything's trying to be Game of Thrones, and as if Game of Thrones is the be all end all. Stop being Game of Thrones and be your own show. Yeah. No. No. Again, like I don't know the intimacy thing that you just said. That that worries me. When it first says it's casting call for nudity, you know that could be some comedic. butt shots or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That could be other stuff. But when you say it that way, that makes me more concerned that it's going to be, um, like you said, more of a. Uh, game of thrones um and just too too much to be fair i do not know enough about that job title to know if that's the same job title if there's a butt shot as it is if they have a sex scene or if it's more geared towards physical intimacy type stuff i don't know enough about that That yeah we'll have to see and and again like it's so it's it's far enough away Mm -hmm. that 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 could change and it could just be a you know, somebody is just covering all their bases. And, and again, like you said, the intimacy stuff that could be, like you said, in COVID times, Mm -hmm. you know, people being close to one another, even on a set, even though they're, you know, it's characters even close, that might be an issue. So, you know, who knows, Uh, who, who knows what this might be. It's too far away for me to have an opinion on it. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like we need to wait in order to like, you know, before we freak out. Exactly. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm hoping that that's not what this is, though. I really, I really hope not, because I was already expecting to be uncomfortable with the changes the show would make, because while we keep on calling it a Lord of the Rings show as shorthand, that's not actually Lord of the Rings that they're making. They're going into right. a different, uh, the second age, whereas Lord of the Rings happens in the third age of that universe. And right. They have far less material to work with that is, you know, thrilling storylines. So they're going to be going off script, so to speak, or at least off Tolkien a lot and really building their own ideas. So that was already going to be uncomfortable for hardcore Tolkien fans. Yeah, that's fine. But it's still being true to the spirit of Tolkien. I'm not sure. He right, would I think be that a... would tip it over the edge, I think. And yeah, so the yeah. question is, is, are they courting the fans or are they saying we don't care about the fans? We're trying to get a new audience who otherwise never bought into Tolkien. Because because like, you know, hardcore sex scenes yeah. are not in any of the text of Tolkien. That is not a part of that. Forget world. hardcore. That is not... There is none, period. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, well, I mean, there there is love, though. There is. Yeah. Love, um, but not romance. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I know. But I, I'm I'm just saying. Sure, you could maybe take. But if 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 we're dipping into that those streams, that's going to get people pretty upset. Yeah. It, it just doesn't make any sense because it does. It's not true to. But again, like I said, I, I'm going to reserve judgment until we know for sure what exactly is happening here. But I hope, be based on what we know about Tolkien and that that universe it does not make sense you might as well call it something completely different fantasy right. untitled fantasy, fantasy generic. you might as well call it <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah exactly okay well one other bit of book news um it's been a while since I'd looked back to see or not sorry book but book to f- uh, film adaptation it had yeah. been a while since I'd looked to see what happened to wheel of time tv show yeah. with the shutdown and everything um and so uh, in March, they updated saying the show is uh, the filming of the show is currently on hold, but they had uh, finished filming for the first six episodes before uh, production had to shut down, and they mm-hmm. had two episodes that remained to be filmed. 
And then later they announced that filming is likely to resume in August or September uh, in order to complete season one. I have seen nothing that says that that actually happened. So there's a question mark there, but uh, they have not updated the release date beyond sometime uh, in 2021 for season one to come out. So theoretically, it will still be coming out next year. I guess it may depend on how much um, post-production is necessary even after yeah. filming completes um because like i know when the witcher came out like they finished filming that in may and they released it in december and just like dropped it into the world without you yeah. know any real warning but um the higher profile something is i think the less room they have for that so we'll see what happens there yeah totally yeah it it, and it really does depend i mean productions are ramping back up Right. Slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've got a friend of mine who uh, is out in L.A. and is currently on, you know, a set. So they're, they're slowly opening stuff back up. But we'll we'll see. I don't, I don't know. You know, yeah. it, it all depends on on um, what they've gotten done. You know, like um, uh, Zack Snyder is shooting the pickup scenes mm. uh, for his his director's cut of justice league right yeah. so they're they're starting so it just it depends on you know budget it depends on timing we'll yeah, see we'll absolutely. see hopefully hopefully sooner rather than later that would be nice well i hope we've given everybody some good options to look forward to yes. what's already uh, out and uh, what is coming soon so that you know we stop looking at screens with those pinched faces and anxiety ridden moments we can just enjoy the great um literature and film and tv that is coming our way and stay sane by being geek and geek harder (laughs) (laughs) stop the doom scroll i love this i'm gonna this is this is my new i want to make a t-shirt that says (laughs) stop the doom scroll i'm I'm doing it perfect perfect we'll brand that for the, sh- the podcast <laughs> yes everyone helping you helping you stop the doom scroll geek yes. card check yes well anything else for you chris no i think we've done it i'm i am i'm pleased if listen you've got a lot of options uh, over the yes. next couple of, of weeks if you're a geek you should be excited i know i am it is it is it's finally so new things are finally coming out and, and i cannot wait to get my hands on them Well, if you want to talk to us about our uh, recommendations or if you would like to make some recommendations of your own, you can find us at Geek Card Check on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time, Tyler, this is for you and Clarice. Sonny, true love is the greatest thing in the world, except for nice MLT, mutton, lettuce, and tomato sandwich when the mutton is nice and lean and the tomato is ripe.